Hey, Kate. Yeah? Do we give legal advice on this podcast? Oh, gosh, no. Hostile work environment. Exactly. Hey, an appropriate workplace topic. Hostile work environment. I'm the human resources director. Little Miss Hostile Work Environment. Hello, and welcome to the Hostile Work Environment podcast. My name is Mark Alifans. I am here with my legal partner in crime, <laughs> one who legally completes me, Kate Bischoff. <laughs> Don't forget award-winning baker. Don't and forget award-winning award-win- baker. Yes, you have to tell everybody about your award-winning baking, um, Kate Bischoff. <laughs> I finally yes. got your name out. <laughs> uh, How are you doing? So- I'm doing great. So this week I won a coveted award, I think. Um, I My big COVID hobby has been baking. And so I've been baking all of these different things. And because it this week was, this past week was so important, I baked a cake for inauguration day. And most of my friends know that I adore Stephen Colbert. In the first two years of the Trump presidency, I woke up every morning to Colbert's monologue because that helped me get through the day. And so he he posted something like, hashtag inauguration at home. Since none of us could go to inauguration, my friend and I were planning on going, but we couldn't. And so I baked a cake for inauguration day. It had a flag on it or as best as I could do a flag. And I hashtagged it, inauguration at home. And for a contest with Stephen Colbert's The Late Show, I won best cake. So now I'm an award-winning baker. That's amazing. Do you do you know what you're getting yet? I have no idea. I, I can't wait. If it is a mug, I'm thrilled. If it is a headshot signed, thrilled. If it's a headshot signed with by him and his wife, Evie, I'm over the moon. So it could be anything. I don't care. Headshot signed in a mug. <laughs> sure. <laughs> that would be great. All right, so, well, you're going to have to update us once that comes in. But congratulations. It was it was a very pretty cake. Uh, it was a very patriotic <laughs> cake. Uh, so uh, well done. Yeah. Thank you. My son particularly liked it because it was an orange cake. So we were eating orange on Inauguration Day. Yeah, because screw that guy. So- <laughs> yes. Yes. All so. right. Uh, so we have a lot to talk about today. Uh, a lot of small stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. So we're gonna we're gonna move through a whole bunch of stuff. We've got uh, we've got a discussion about uh, Kate's LinkedIn post. Uh, for any of you who may have missed it, um, uh, we're gonna talk a little bit about uh, other Biden administration uh, activities uh, and executive orders. Um, a few news stories from the week, and we actually have a very brief. Uh, listener story. Uh, we haven't done that for a while. Uh, I don't have very many of them, uh, which may, there may be a correlation there. Uh, but this was, we have a holiday party story. Sweet. It's a holiday party. Even better. Yes. Even better. All right. So Kate, you want to, do you want to lead it off and set the stage here for the craziness that happened with your LinkedIn post this week? Okay. So I'm going to play what I wrote on my LinkedIn post. Okay, here it goes. Yes. If you're ever working with me and I hear you treat another colleague with disrespect, talk down to someone, I promise you I will fire you on the spot. On the spot. No ifs, ands, or buts. Everybody. 
everybody is entitled to be treated with decency and dignity. If you've ever worked with me. So I don't think that is a controversial statement. And President Biden says it to thousands of political appointees that he is appointing on his first day on the job right before they take the oath that they that a political appointee takes when joining the federal government or even um, general service folks take this this oath foreign service people take this oath I've taken this oath and so I took the quote said it was President Biden and then wrote eight words of my own any and every employer can do this too and this you monster I, I know there is one particular woman Catherine Granger who lives in the UAE who believes that I should fire myself because I've been talking down to people by the very nature of this post. And Kate, so Kate, <laughs> you should, that was, it was, it was rude, monstrous. Uh, you, 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 you shouldn't even be an employment lawyer. I mean, how, how did you even <laughs> pass the bar Kate? I don't know. And as a, as a person who spends a third of my time doing respectful workplace training, those words are not controversial. Treating each other with respect, showing the dignity in everyone, understanding decency. Even when we disagree about things, we're going to be kind to each other. I don't think that is controversial, but holy moly was that controversial for LinkedIn. Um, it's crazy. And, and I, you know, having scrolled through the comments myself, I think where some people are getting caught up is the on the spot. If I hear about it, I'll do it on the spot. And so uh, just to add a little context, right? So mm -hmm. I, I think people are saying, oh, so you wouldn't investigate, you wouldn't look into it, you would just do it on the spot. That's terrible. Well, okay, let's slow down here. Like, let's do a little bit of investigation 101. When, I have a slide when I when I teach about investigations and how to conduct investigations. When are investigations not warranted is the title of the slide, right? And bullet point one, when you know the facts. <laughs> yes. Okay, so yeah, if you know that this is what happened and mm -hmm. you have the facts, then yes, on the spot. If you just heard it and you're like, yes, ask a few questions, but like, you can find yes. out about it. You don't have to read it in the ultra literal way that people were reading it, like the, the sentiment and the ideology behind it is that if you treat people disrespectfully in the workplace, you shouldn't work in our workplace. That is not controversial people. No. And if you are, you haven't been, if you think it is, you haven't been listening to this podcast. It, absolutely. And my friend, um, Tamara Raspberry says, if all employers took this stance today, so many places would be half empty by Wednesday and it would be for the better. Yeah, yeah. I totally agree. And then my, my other favorites that come out of this is the people who can't spell or capitalize with like, like saying shut up and you're a clown. Like what? <laughs> like, I, I don't think I'm a clown. Or the nasty messages that people got because they said they have supported this. One is Tamika Sears got a nasty note on a DM from it. And so she posted onto it. Um, in particular, the people who've been most active on the post, Frank Evans, Annie Higgins, Tamika Sears, and Jen Johnson, like those folks 
piled on in favor of this right. message. They're, they're good guys. They're good guys. <laughs> Let's be clear. Super supportive. And, you know, walked through a bunch of the analysis on it. I really, I heard the words Wednesday night. I put them on LinkedIn. 53,000 people have now seen it. And holy moly, I just can't imagine that this would be that controversial. So It's crazy. It's crazy. So I think you had, you were telling me right before oh. we, we went live, you have a stat around the yes. post, which we both thought uh, was really interesting. Yes. So the post has been shared 22 times. And not that that is something that it should be heralded or should you should drive a lot of meaning by, through it. But only three of those shares are by white men. Overwhelmingly, the people who shared the message that we have to treat each other with respect were women and women of color. And that, to me, speaks more volumes than the haters on the post. Because Absolutely. if you're sharing, we have to be respectful. It means, it, I think the implication is, is that these people have not been treated with respect in their workplaces. It, it absolutely speaks to personal experience. And yeah. there's a lesson in that for everyone uh, in terms of how that self-selected out in a sense. Uh, mm -hmm. From demographically, yeah. and so I, I thought that was really powerful and compelling, uh, and uh, should be, uh, you know, I mean, maybe not a wake up call for everybody, but just uh, <laughs> it's certainly if a, a, a data point, if not more. Yes, I, I, again, I don't understand why treating each other with respect is controversial, and even saying the words you have to treat each other with respect is controversial. So. On that, we had a really busy Wednesday on Inauguration Day, right? <laughs> yes. Um, I mean, just generally, uh, <laughs> it was not a very productive Wednesday uh, no, from a work a perspective. Yes, um, and many of my friends, and myself included, were both emotionally exhausted and dehydrated from the day itself. But that's there what were you get for drinking in the morning, Kate. <laughs> I didn't drink <laughs> at all. Um, but it, it was the face wetness was the problem. Oh, I uh, got it. Got it. That kind of dehydrated. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was just drinking all day. <laughs> no, no, I wasn't. I wasn't. Okay. Not until that night. There not until that night. We did, we did open up a nice bottle of kava uh, oh, nice. later in the evening, but I was not drunk during the day while I was working. Okay. Uh, well, and that's watching, good to know. Watching the, the television. Um, okay. But yeah, it was super so, active. Uh, and yeah. uh, what was it on the first day? What was it? 17 or 19 executive order? Something like that. And I even more. 17 and two more on the next day. Yeah. yeah and then, and, and so, uh, yeah, quite a bit of action here. And so we just thought we'd highlight a couple of those uh, that mm -hmm. are employment related. Uh, and I'm pulling this from. Uh, no, no time like the present to 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 tout my new firm uh, from our client alert from our <laughs> Bullard Law client alert. So this is coming from Jess Osborne, one of our fantastic associates uh, who drafted this up really quickly. Uh, very impressive, uh, given that we've only got like you know eight attorneys um, to to jump on top of this. So <laughs> um, the first one is an executive order on preventing and combating discrimination on the basis of gender identity or sexual orientation. So this is effectively mm -hmm. adopting the Supreme Court's ruling in the Bostock case. Uh, you know, in yes. furtherance of that, 
the administration affirmatively commits to a policy of preventing and combating discrimination on the basis of gender identity and sexual orientation to fully enforce Title VII and to enforce other laws that prohibit discrimination on the same bases, uh, as well as overlapping forms of discrimination, i.e. gender identity and race, sexual orientation and disability. Uh, it, it goes on, Yay. but um, this is, again, it is the law of the land already because of Bostock, but it's it's great to hear the executive commit to that uh, as a principle and to enforce the laws related to it. Yes, the Human Rights Campaign call it the most substantive, wide-ranging executive order on LGBT rights ever. And I think that's 100% right. So, Yes. Uh, moving on, we have the Executive Order on Advancing Racial Equity and Support for Underserved Communities through the federal government. Uh, so this acts to immediately revoke the prior administration's executive order from September that we have talked about several times on this podcast that restricted yep. federal contractors and recipients of federal grants and others, uh, federal agencies in the military from providing certain types of training, including those that talk about systemic racism and implicit bias. So basically it means no, <laughs> no training about race uh, or nope. racism. Um, yep. That had already been stayed, as we talked about, as it related to federal contractor, ah, contractors and recipients of federal grants, but had remained in effect for federal agents in the military. Um, but Biden didn't just revoke the order. His new executive order creates federal policy to address systemic racism in the United States and embed equity, there's a quote, uh, embed equity principles, policies, and approaches across the federal government including active engagement in dismantling systemic barriers to opportunity. I mean, yay. Like, I see you're applauding. I don't know if you can hear that on the mic, but it's applauding. Um, I, I mean, it just feels good. It feels right. It feels like it's undoing a wrong and advancing advancing the right even further. Uh, and uh, yes. just, you know, well done Biden administration on that, on that front. Um, yes. And then uh, an executive order, this is really for just for the federal workforce, uh, executive order on protecting the federal workforce and requiring mask wearing is the title. And uh, so the president uh, enacted a series of policies to help control the spread of COVID. Uh, so effective January 20th, four days ago, as we, as we record this, all federal properties, executive departments and executive agencies must require compliance with CDC guidelines related to COVID, including wearing masks and maintaining physical distancing. It covers all executive branch employees, including armed forces and contractors. Yay! The order also creates a safer federal workforce task, task force, which will be providing ongoing guidance to all agencies for safety of employees and continuity of government based on best practices determined by public health experts. All right, they'll talk about testing, contact tracing, physical distancing requirements, equipment and filtration, remote workplace options, vaccine delivery to the workforce, amongst others, all things that I didn't realize our federal government could do. Yes. Our because federal the government prior administration do. didn't do any of those things. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Fascinating. So, so that's a little roundup. There's, there's more out there. There's more we can talk yeah. about. There's a looking at making federal employees get $15 minimum wage, which currently um, they're, you know, they have to follow minimum wage, but 
And federal contractors right now, the minimum wage is $10.95. And so it's possible that there will be a executive order increasing the minimum wage for federal contractors to $15 here relatively soon because that's within the presidential powers. So that might be happening too. Yeah, um, and, and, do- and that announcement led to quite a bit of hand-wringing from even some people that we know on the left uh, <laughs> who are pretty liberal on this, uh, which I thought was pretty interesting. Uh, and, and my... My, you know, yes, it could be a little bit of a hit to, to certain industries and certain businesses. And there's the economic argument that when you you raise the minimum wage, you know, there's a finite pool of cash to pay employees. So if you raise the minimum wage, you're going to have layoffs. Uh, you know, there's mixed evidence as to whether that's true in jurisdictions that have mm-hmm. raised their minimum wage this much. Some of them show no such uh, effects. Some show some of that effect, but not a lot. Um, and in the end, what I like to remind people yeah. about that, and I'm sure we'll talk more about this, uh, is is that if you'd actually been adjusting the minimum wage from where it was 30 or 40 years ago, based on inflation and, and CPI, consumer price index, it would be higher than $15 an hour. $15. Yeah. I mean, the last it, time we've changed the federal minimum wage was in 2009. So we're 11 years overdue for any kind of change. And with only 2% of the workforce overall earning minimum wage, is this going to rocket us into some sort of recession? I don't think so. Yeah, not so so much. But yeah, individually at individual small businesses, could this have an effect? Yes. Absolutely. We're going to see how this rolls out. And raising the minimum wage is incredibly popular because if you can do it in Florida, you can do it anywhere. So- that's my opinion. Uh, there are a couple of personnel changes that we should talk about. Yeah. Um, the first and not the most controversial, because I'll let you talk about the most controversial, because I've got a whole bunch of zingers for that one. But I think the one that is very influential is the appointment of Jenny Yang to the Office of Federal Contract Compliance and Programs. Uh, the OFCCP. So she is going to be the head of affirmative action, essentially. And Jenny Yang used to be the chair of the EEOC. And during her time there, she held a big symposium on the use of big data in employment. Essentially, what does it mean to have artificial intelligence in employment? And I think if there is a federal agency that is going to start attacking AI in employment, it's going to be the OFCCP. Because first, only 25% of employers are federal contractors. And that means those are relatively wealthy employers. So they have the money to implement these kinds of tools. Whereas a lot of employers, you know, they're still operating on Excel spreadsheets. They don't even have an applicant tracking system. So the wealthy employers who have these kinds of systems in place, Jenny Yang has the ability at this point in time to go look at disparate impact AK or treatment in the use of AI. So I think that I think that's a big one and that's a big one for me in particular. And then we've got the changes at the NLRB and I'll talk about Laura McFerrin as the new chair of the board. It's still Republican held board, but Laura McFerrin will be the chair. And then would you like to talk about Mr. Rob? Yeah, I mean, I, it, it's it's, and we hadn't prepped this beforehand, but but basically, uh, on the very uh, first day on inauguration day, he asked Peter Robb, who uh, is the or was the uh, NLRB's general counsel, uh, for his resignation. Um, 
And he said and, no. And we should say, yeah, and we should say that Peter Robb is perhaps the most employer-friendly general counsel of the NLRB, maybe ever. It could be. I don't have an, enough of a view of history on that. And and this, we will, we're going to have a labor episode where we're going to twist Dennis's arm to come back and talk labor with us because mm-hmm. he knows probably more than both of us put together uh, on, right. on pure labor. Uh, and he had some interesting, uh, he, he, as somebody who represents employers, you know, he may have been a little disappointed by this. Um, but, uh, he'll have some, some good perspective on it one way or another. Uh, <laughs> so I want to bring him back, but, but in the end, uh, he was asked to resign. He said no. And then just an hour or two later, uh, he was fired. He got fired. So Peter Robb is no longer the, and- uh, the general counsel for the NLRB. General and, you know, there, you could say that he wanted his famous moment, that he wanted to be famous for, for being fired by the Biden administration, a.k.a. the Preet Bharara kind of termination thing. Right. I think he just wanted unemployment. And so he wanted to be fired <laughs> so he could get unemployment. That's a really good transition, Kate. <laughs> I'm here to help. Uh you, you posted something on Twitter or retweeted something <laughs> on Twitter this week about unemployment. And, uh, I thought it would be good, uh, to talk about that. So, um, a Twitter account, uh, just labeled B, uh, which is at (laughs) nice try officer, which is a cool, cool Twitter handle. Um, uh, excerpted, uh, part of a New York times article, uh, that says Mr. Biden will also seek to allow workers to draw unemployment benefits if they quit jobs they fear are unsafe amid the pandemic by asserting, quote, that workers have a federally guaranteed right to refuse employment that will jeopardize their health, and if they do so, they will still qualify for unemployment insurance, White House officials said in a fact sheet detailing the orders. So this led to some (laughs) hysteria... Consternation. Consternation. <laughs> consternation is a better word. It wasn't mm-hmm. hy- hysteria. It was consternation uh, around around the way that's worded <laughs> could imply that anybody who is remotely feeling fearful of their safety at work for any reason subjectively has the ability to quit and get unemployment without any further inquiry or discussion, which is not the current standard. No. Um, uh, Kate, is that, uh, are we going to enter that hell world where, where I can two weeks into my new firm working from home a hundred percent of the time, but am, am mildly worried and will make up some excuse for why I'm worried about my health for working. Is it the fact that uh, Dennis is not buying you enough Coke Zero or what? It could be. It could be. Uh, <laughs> I mean, Dennis being, being I mean, he's not my boss per se, but being the managing partner of the firm, um, you know, I may just have to tell him, you know, I'm quitting and I, I, and I want my unemployment. Because um, <laughs> I don't feel uh, safe. Just, just because. And actually, I said that to him and he wrote back, he's like, well, so am I. <laughs> That's awesome. No, so the fear is that your employees, if they're feeling scared, are just going to, on a whim, leave you one day. And that means maybe half your workforce isn't going to be there. And, oh, my God. make something up. 
or make right. something up so they can get free money for a few months. Exactly. And I and so calm down, deep breaths. <laughs> if an employee feels unsafe at work and they leave the job for that reason, the defense to that is, look, we were following the CDC guidelines. We're going to show you pictures of our front door with the posters on it. We're going to show you the plastic dividers between workstations. We're going to show you that everybody is wearing masks. We're going to show that we got hand sanity everywhere. And for that reason, there's there's nothing to say that their fear is rational so that maybe they don't get unemployment for that reason. And because of how most states have unemployment, it's not a one-for-one one reimbursement. So you're not out the dollars that this imp former employee right. is getting for unemployment. You might Your taxation on unemployment might go up, but it's not as earth-shattering as it may seem. And let's and be clear, if, there's no details here. Right, exactly. There's and no standards if, set out. There's no details. Uh, right. let's, let's not put the cart before the horse here. Right. And the other thing I would like to say here is that if you are not following the CDC guidelines, if you're not requiring your employees to wear masks, then if somebody says, I don't feel safe and they get unemployment, this is further incentive for you to follow those CDC guidelines and discipline those employees who refuse to wear a mask. Like that, this is more incentive for employers to be doing the right thing and following what the experts and public health folks are telling us. So I don't necessarily see this as something that is earth shattering as what an, the initial response was. So. I, I, I concur. I, I don't think it needs much more discussion than that. Um, but it, <laughs> it, it was fun to watch uh, some of the back and forth on that. Uh, uh, let's, 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 let's withhold judgment for a little bit. <laughs> until we see what it actually is. Exactly. All right. Uh, moving on. Oh, we should we should also say yeah. we've got a proposal for more uh, for more COVID relief that includes expansion of the Families First Coronavirus Response Act from 12 weeks of childcare school leave to 14 weeks. And one of those, I did the math, which is always a horrible phrase for me to say because I went to law school, not math school. But if you take seven times 14, that's 98 days. And per the Biden administration's goals, they hope to have all teachers vaccinated in the first 100 days, meaning that by the time, you know, 14 weeks is to cover when the schools are still closed and daycares are still closed because people haven't been vaccinated. Well, if they all get vaccinated, that leave will no longer be needed because people will be back in school. That's the hope. So hold tight on that. We don't have action on Congress for that yet, but the Families First Coronavirus Response Act looks like it'll be back and we'll be back with a vengeance because it'll be mandatory again and it'll be expanded for school and child care leave. So. Absolutely. Thank you for uh, bringing that up. It was not on our agenda, but should have been. All right. <laughs> okay. uh, moving on. The big news story this week that everybody tweeted us about. It wasn't the election. It wasn't the executive orders. Mm -hmm. It wasn't. It, it, it was Instacart. <laughs> yes. The grocery getters. Or at least so, my grocery getters. Yeah. So there was an article that came out in The Verge this week. Uh, headline, Instacart is firing every employee who voted to unionize. 
<gasps> okay. Now, all right. Knee-jerk response. That seems awfully illegal. That seems awfully illegal. And it may be. But when you read the article and the other many other articles that have come out about this, you get a little more context, which is they laid off 2,000 employees. <laughs> Within the 2,000 employees, which is roughly, I think, uh, 20% of the workforce. I think they had 10,000 yeah, yeah. grocery store workers who were considered employees as opposed to the contractors uh, who are most of the people who do work uh, uh, with Instacart. Uh, so 2,000, so 20% of the workforce. Uh, of the 2,000, how many, Kate, do you think were in the union? I, I want to say it's only in the double digits and super low double digits. It It's the lowest number of double digits you can have <laughs> and still be double digits. So out of 2,000 employees, there were 10 unionized workers who... Mm -hmm were the only organized workers in the entire Instacart workforce. So that should put a little bit of context around this. And they were new, right? Like they just was, had the campaign. I think it was reasonably new. Uh, I don't okay. have that in the article I have pulled up right in front of me right this moment, but I think it was relatively recent. Um, mm -hmm. If, it's a business unit that's effectively going away. It's probably mm -hmm. okay. It doesn't mean you don't buy yourself an unfair labor practice charge, but it could very well be okay, right? The question's going to be, were they, were they included, you know, you know, was, were the Instacart, you know, I'm picturing the, you know, the evil Instacart executive <laughs> sitting in their boardroom, uh, socially distanced, of course, with their masks on, um, all the way across the room, like, you know, twiddling their fingers a la Mr. Burns saying, ha, we're going to fire 2,000 people so we can get rid of 10 that we don't <laughs> like. Uh, and we'll just hide them in there and hope nobody notices. But we're definitely including those 10 because they they unionized. Right? So that would be the bad, that would be an unfair labor practice charge that would hold water. Be sustained. Yep. Don't want to do that bad. All right? The alternative, an, an alternative that you could look at there would be those same executives who all have angelic halos um, uh, <laughs> over their heads. And they are talking about the fact that with the pandemic, they have to cut ranks. And unfortunately, you know, it looks like it has to be 20 percent. And and there's been a strategic uh, look or tactical look even at the workforce that they had some folks do that identified groups that were being less effective than other groups or, or where the money, money losing was greater. And, and it just so happened that these 10 uh, unit employees were on that list, but that the list was come up with without any intent or reason to look at targeting the union. That's okay. Now, how do yep. you prove that one yep. way or the other? That's going to be Instacart, could be Instacart's problem if they buy themselves a ULP here. Um, but that's probably okay. So this could go either way here, uh, but just that the, the immediate knee jerk reaction about a 10 employee unit out of 2000 employees being, and, and that that's the lead on the headline, uh, to me struck me as just a little over the top. Yeah. And it, it was, 
you know, when the pandemic first started, a lot of us were getting our groceries delivered and using Instacart. I still am because I, I have maybe irrational fears. And but I went and got groceries and now that has changed. You know, we don't have as many stay at home or stay safer at home, whatever you want to call them orders. And in fact, my governor, Governor Wallace, has said you can go grocery shopping. So it might be that people are like, okay, I don't need Instacart anymore. And because they don't need it, that's why we're getting to this yeah. cutting a fifth of our workforce. So, you know, it, it'll be really interesting to see what happens going forward with this one. But I think it's easily defensible if, unless there's an email that says, get rid of all the union. Right. So, right. So we'll see. It could, it could go either way. I just don't like making the assumption based on the headlines, which I thought were pretty misleading. Um, they were accurate, but misleading <laughs> in their accuracy. Um, yes. I just think it'll be interesting to see how it plays out, but that it doesn't, didn't maybe merit the level of consternation, uh, <laughs> using that word again, uh, that it received. So um, It's one of my favorite words, by the way. Yeah, it's a great word. Oh. It's a great word. So, uh, Kate, I have a question for you. Yes. Have you ever heard of Lana Wells? Is this the unnaturally colored porn star? Or <laughs> unnaturally colored hair porn star? <laughs> Sorry. I, that just, I that just took me all sorts of places, Kate. <laughs> <laughs> I think her hair is pink or teal, isn't it? I believe it's teal. Okay. Um, so uh, lost in all the news of the administration, the new administration and mm -hmm. uh, unemployment and minimum wage and all of those things that are really of minimal importance to our world mm -hmm. uh, is the story of Lana Wells and Taco Bell. <laughs> so Ms. So Wells was working okay. uh, at a Taco Bell in the only Taco Bell in Newport, Newport, Arkansas, a small town of less than 8,000 people. She had been working there uh, for the last, I, for, I forget, I think the last uh, few months at least, working crazy shifts. But the article actually talks about there's a, you can be exempted from meal break requirements in Arkansas uh, if you are able to eat on the job. Uh, so I thought that was an interesting yes. fact maybe around Arkansas uh, break law, uh, which was interesting. Uh, but she received, uh, she was in the bathroom doing her hair and makeup. Uh, and received a phone call that said, uh, hey, I just want to let you know that your job here is done, and I'm very sorry to have to let you go. She asked what she'd done wrong, and the person claimed that the, a customer had lodged a formal complaint that there was a work, woman working the drive through who was doing internet porn. And as a God-fearing Christian, they didn't feel comfortable giving the establishment their business. Now, we're going to get to some other details here that make this even, uh, you know, a little bit crazier. But how, as a God-fearing Christian going through the Taco <laughs> Bell line, Yay, I'm so glad you would you recognize the porn <laughs> star giving you your chalupa? <laughs> uh, 
you would not be entirely God-fearing. Right. Not for that. If, if being a God-fearing <laughs> Christian means you oppose viewing internet porn, there's something that I want to ask you about if you recognize porn stars on the Taco Bell drive-thru. Mm-hmm. It's not like this woman is Jenna Jameson, a very famous porn star, right? No, so. no. And, and and the history in the article seems to say that, you know, uh, she she started late and was doing kind of amateur work and then got picked up by some bigger outlets, but in her late 20s and 30s, uh, which is, which is okay. you know, ancient in the porn world, I guess. Uh, so, <laughs> but. Thank God you edit, I guess. <laughs> I, I, you know, you hear things. So, hear things. So, you know, it said that she she stopped doing most of that due to COVID, um, and and for health reasons, and found a job at the Taco Bell uh, to help make ends meet uh, when mm-hmm. she can't be doing her other activities. Um, but here's a, an interesting fact: she disclosed that to the Taco Bell franchise upon hire and they said it was no big deal Mm -hmm. so that just i mean again i don't know that there's legal issues here per se but it just struck me as really shitty that they you know you just close it you go in you get a job you need the money you know it's not like you know i'm guessing it wasn't her first choice of things to do um Mm-hmm. When her her other career had to take a hiatus, um, and and she's doing it to help support her family. She's got three kids, I think the article said. Uh, wow. And you know, and then she discloses and does the right thing, and then some hypocritical drive through God fearing porn hater porn watcher. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, decides there. to lodge a complaint, and that's all it takes to get her fired. Well, so I, I, remember they still have employment and will. She's probably only making sure. minimum wage in Arkansas. Sure, I'm not saying they can't do it. I'm just right. It does just, seem unfair. It, it seems unfair. It really does. Yeah. And, and and I'm more in it for like the salacious story, which is what we do here. <laughs> um, but. Uh, in any event, I doesn't. I don't think it requires that much more time. But there was an update that I saw when I scrolled through the entire article, uh, which says, and this is an article from the Daily Beast. And there's a whole bunch of funny stuff in this article about the the reporter from the Daily Beast calling the franchise, and they keep thinking it's a crank <laughs> caller, and they won't. And then like they start talking, but then like when the, when the reporter starts pressing on the issue, they're like, "You're a crank caller," and hang up. Uh, so so I thought that was funny. The update reads, following publication, Taco Bell's corporate office issued the following response. Taco Bell team members come from diverse backgrounds and experiences, and all are welcome into the Taco Bell family. And I read that. I'm like, oh, all right, maybe this is leading towards a change in outcome. This former team member worked for a franchise location, and the franchisee has informed us that the accusations made are not accurate and that she was instead terminated for violation of their policies and procedures. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So a a couple of things. 
One, Taco Bell cannot say that she's rehired. Taco Bell corporate cannot because it gets them into a whole bunch of trouble on things like joint employer, right. et cetera. Right. So they can't re- right. it's say not, that. They're not the ones who fired her, to be clear. We're talking about except for Taco Bell franchise. So the franchisee uh, is the one who did the firing. Yeah. So Taco Bell is trying to seek some cover from what happened yes. here. And then they... I, I can't wait to see what the policy and the procedure is that the we may never know. Right. Used. And but, it might be that they have a morality code or something like that, and then that's the basis for it. So Right. But if you're not going to enforce it on hire, it's a little bit weird to then enforce it to fire someone later based on, yeah, you, on, on a complaint. So I mean we don't know what else is going on. We don't know what else happened right. behind the scenes to cause them uh to have this knowledge and then get a complaint about it and then choose to act on the knowledge after they ignored the knowledge to begin with. Right. Like um, that, that policy is you can do amoral or immoral things provided that customers don't find out about it. That's a weird policy to have. Right. Oh. Right. Yeah. So um, we'll see. I don't know if there's more to come on that, but we'll keep our eyes open. Or if any of you listeners see any updates, Send them to us at hwepodcast at gmail.com. I thought we'd round it out today with a short listener story. Uh, And this is just a reminder because we haven't done this for a while. If you send us a story, and we really hope you do, uh, and we choose to read it on the air here, uh, please let us know whether you would want us to uh, read your name or not. The default is that mm-hmm. we are not going to do that to identify who you are or where you are mm-hmm. or any of the employers. Uh, uh, anonymity is our number one storytelling priority. <laughs> so if you don't give us the permission explicitly, we're not going to do that. I don't have that in this submission, so I'm going to keep the uh, the contributor's name uh, and information uh, anonymous. Uh but just uh, if you have stories, and I know you do, and you just have to find <laughs> the time and the energy and commitment to your favorite podcast here to send them to us at hwepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, we, we invite you to do so. Yes. Um, all right. So uh, our contributor says, hi, Kate and Mark. I'm not sure if you're doing a holiday party episode, but I thought I would share my holiday party story. And since we, I, I held on to this for a little bit because I thought maybe we would do a holiday party episode, but you know, the world is is crazier than that right now, and there aren't any holiday parties happening right now. Though, if you Hopefully. had one, we should talk. We, we should talk, and we do want to hear about it uh, because <laughs> that's what kind of podcast we are. All right. I used to work for a company whose owner believed in having fun at work. Always a good lead-in. Okay. Yeah. My first they, year they, there. They, 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 the, the Pike's Place fishmonger, I'm sure they watched that video several times. I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> um, my first year there, we had a holiday party at a local brewery and learned afterwards that people took a little too much advantage of the open bar. Uh, one person Duh. lost her wallet. Another couldn't remember his own address when the owner was putting him into a cab. Uh, So the next year, we put a serious limit on alcohol. Uh, The owner, though, in the moment, at the party, didn't think that was necessary. So he started buying rounds of shots on his tab. I mean, our contributor says, I mean, I guess it would have been on his tab anyway. But... Right. Right. 
I left after about two hours, like a reasonable person, and learned the next day that things got a little out of hand. Our production manager was fairly young and had been a high school wrestler and was still in shape. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. <laughs> this is called foreshadowing. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, we, had, we had an opening for a supervisor, and the manager and the owner disagreed on who should be promoted. Okay. So the owner wrestled the manager <laughs> over who would get a promotion in front of other employees at the party, many of whom were candidates or a couple of whom, oh. two of whom were the candidates in question. Oh, no. Needless to say. It feels like say, Game of Thrones. Like right? Here. <laughs> right? It's like trial or promotion by combat. By combat. That, it, I would love stories about promotion by combat, if any of our listeners have that. And if we can get that hashtag trending, that would be amazing. <laughs> Needless to say, uh, our contributor says, I didn't stick around to see what disaster would ensue at the next holiday party. Uh, but I now have a cautionary tale on why you shouldn't ever buy drinks for your employees. Thanks for all of your work in doing the podcast. I appreciate the legal updates and laughs. Keep up the great work. Oh, thank you, listener. I appreciate so, that. Thank you for I that submission. And and I want to say something. This is men. Like, like women wouldn't get into combat over promotion. Like, Dudes. I, I, I mean, you know, testosterone does things. Mm-hmm. Pays my mortgage, for one. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, we want your stories of testosterone uh, in the workplace. <laughs> um, I hope there wasn't a singlet involved. Like, that's that's really where I would draw the line. Like, yeah. if they got into the outfits to wrestle, that would be, whoop, no thanks. So. You know, I... Again, I have a mixed mind on all of these because uh, as an employment lawyer and advisor, you know, obviously I think that these are all very bad things. Uh, as a podcaster who wants good stories, I encourage <laughs> all of you. So long as you can, you can deflect responsibility from yourself to highly encourage you all to do these sorts of things and tell us about them. <laughs> oh, wow. That's not legal no. advice? We have a disclaimer. <laughs> yes. No oh, legal God. advice being given right now. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Keep them coming, people. These are great stories. HWEpodcast yes. at gmail.com, please. Yes. All right. Kate, where can the people find you? At K8BISCH on the Twitters and obviously on LinkedIn. So. All right. You can find me. How about you, Salopants? Find me at Salad Pants and shortly to be found on the Bullard Law website with a brand new uh, profile picture, having gone to the photographer last week. Nice. So uh, I'll let I'll let you all know when that's up, but it's not it's not there yet. My profile is still being put up, but uh, that will be another place to find me um, uh, professionally. So nice. All right, good episode, Kate. We covered a lot. We're running a little yes. long, but we covered a lot. There was a lot to talk about, and we will have so much more coming in these next few months. I think it's going to be rapid fire. Uh-huh. I think buckle up, buttercups. We're going to hear a lot of new changes to employment law in the next couple of months. So 
Yes, indeed. Here we go. All right, everyone. We'll be back in a couple of weeks. Maybe we'll have a guest. Maybe it'll just be us. Maybe we'll just have a dance party. Uh, we'll we'll figure it out. Uh, maybe I'll get Kate to sing. No, she, she's disco dancing on camera right now. Uh, so you're all missing that. But uh, yeah, staying alive, staying alive. There you go. Yeah, there you go. have a great w- right. couple weeks, folks. Bye, everyone. Bye.